Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. It's so good to be back with you today. And also, it's good to have our guest, who is going to continue from where we left off last time, Yvonne Jones. Welcome, Yvonne. Thank you, Zenobia. Once again, it's a delight to be here. Excellent. And folks, if you uh, happened to just stumble by our show today and maybe not be aware of what we're talking about, today's topic is dealing with failures and successes of a startup. How to Think Like a Winner. So, Yvonne, how do we think like winners in the midst even of some failures and then, of course, some successes? <laughs> well, the, the thing is, Zenobia, that's a great question. And really, we need to see ourselves as winners even before we begin. Anything that's new, it's going to be intimidating and as humans, we can put up all kinds of blocks. We can create all kinds of scenarios where things are bad are going to happen. Very few people who are really, really positive thinkers stick to what's possible in a positive way. For some reason, we tend to go the other direction. What if I fail? What if this doesn't go well? Will go well? What if nobody buys my product? What if and what if and what if? But before we begin, the attitude we really want to cultivate is to see ourselves as winners. And, you know, I saw this quote in her, on healthline.com, and I thought it was so very significant. It says, your thoughts are the source of your emotions and mood. The conversations you have with yourself can be destructive or beneficial. They influence how you feel about yourself and how you respond to events in your life. So even the way we think about things have an impact on our emotions, and these emotions have an impact on how we think, how we feel, and our results ultimately. I like that, and it's so true. Um, You know, and many of my audience know, that I wasn't, uh, well, I've, te- I've been teaching for years in all areas, but most recently in the college classroom. And one of the things that we dealt with was negative self-talk, uh, trying to push that out of the way because so many students, um, my last, before I retired from the classroom, um, my students were non-traditional. And many of them, most of them, in fact, had multiple jobs as a parent, as a spouse, as a grandparent sometimes, uh, full-time work, sometimes full-time and half-time work, and then they were still trying to be students. And so they would come to the class, and many of them were already defeated before they got started because of the the full plate that they had. And Mm -hmm. it was really uh, something to try to get them to see that they needed to not think like a loser, as you're saying, but to think in the success mode. 
and to bring all of the negativity into their their uh, their student work was self defeating in and of itself. And so I see what you're saying. Uh, applying to any realm of our lives, and particularly since we're talking about uh, starting up businesses and women who might be deterred from doing that because of some of these fears and because of some of these uh, negative uh, thoughts, that this is just really something that I hope people will will really grab a hold of today. So thank you for bringing that out. Do you want to say anything else about that? Yes. As a matter of fact, the person I thought of is Muhammad Ali. You know, when I was growing up, I would hear on the radio or see in the newspaper where he would repeatedly say, I am the greatest. Now, having been taught not to be boastful or to think too much of yourself, you know, how our parents drill that into our heads, I felt that's exactly what he was. He was being very boastful. But as an adult, I recognized it was more than that. It was yes. important for him to always see himself as a winner. Every fight that he, Muhammad Ali went into, he saw himself as a winner even before he went into that fight. And sometimes despite what the pundits said, because many times they didn't think he would win. But positioning himself or picturing, visualizing himself as winning gave him the confidence to do what no one thought he could do and go where no one thought he could. So while I'm not a fan of boxing or any kind of aggressive sport, I couldn't help us. We're we're talking about the matter of being a winner. I could not help be impressed with Muhammad Ali's positive attitude and self-talk because that's the kind of mentality we need to have, especially us who are in, or, you know, my target market is 50 and over. So many of us have gone through lots of different challenges in our lives and have seen a lot of things. And so if those challenges or whatever happened in our lives before can either empower us or they disempower us. So, it's maybe to be start be able to start a business successfully, we may have to really do a mindset shift where if we didn't see ourselves as success before, then no, we have to learn to absorb that, change our thinking and position ourselves that yes, I can do this and empower take action to empower yourself by getting more knowledge on whatever it is you're going to pursue so that it actually becomes a business rather than just a hobby. Excellent. Now, for those who don't know, I happen to know that you are not only reaching uh, for a specific target, uh, but you are also within that demographic yourself, 50 and wiser. So you're not trying to be uh, you're not trying to speak into the lives of those of us who are 50 and older, and you may be in your late 20s or 30s. You are also in that in that market demographic. Absolutely, that is correct. That okay. is correct. And as I like to say, I am my market. <laughs> <laughs> I like that too. So I'd like for you, if you don't mind, to talk to us about. I mean, you're obviously a person with huge dreams and outlook, and uh, you have lived and lived through some things. And so would you speak to us about some of the 
the um, the valleys and as well as the mountaintops uh, that you have uh, had to en- endure. I don't maybe I shouldn't say endure, but pass through. And what what some of the learning was from those experiences? I am happy to do that, Zenobi, because you know what? Uh, a lot of times we see other people's success and we don't see their failures. And I'm so happy you asked that question because one of the things that I want to share with anyone who is thinking about starting their business, their own business, but especially a woman who is in our demographic. Now, I walked away from corporate America when I was 52 years old. I'd had enough. I'd had enough of the ageism. I'd had enough of the prejudice. The interesting thing is that it was. It had not been shown to me uh, overtly, but I saw it with the two women around me, the two other women around me. And it was so bad that one of them actually sued the company, and she won. The point okay, is that I is got tired your, of it. What, what is it specifically Sorry? that you're saying that you saw? What is it that you are specifically There was ageism. Okay, ageism. Okay. Ageism, and there was also racial prejudice. But let's just focus on the ageism because this is a huge corporation and there were only three women of color in the the entire business. Um, But that doesn't matter. The point is that I saw it happening to them, and it wasn't a question of a thing. It wasn't something you're wondering. It was real. And as I said, one actually sued them and won the case. Now, it wasn't happening to me for some reason, but I saw it, and every day it, got, it, it just got worse and worse, and it was like, I don't know, perhaps subconsciously, I didn't want to have to go through that, so I made a decision earlier than I had initially planned. You see, I had planned to give myself another year before leaving to start my business, because that desire to be my own boss fully, 100%, not part-time as I had been over the years, but to be full was there, and I was setting the pathway to get to that point. But because of what was going on around me, I took an earlier leap. So I was not 100% prepared, and this is what I want to get across to anyone who is thinking of starting your business. If they were to go on sites like SCORE and Small Business Association and so forth, there are numerous tips there. And one of those tips would be to have a certain amount of money that you put aside that can take care of your bills so that when you start your business, you're not depending on the income solely from that business in order to take care of your expenses. See, because I jumped the gun when I did, before the time that I had allotted for myself, I did not have that um, resource where I wanted it to be, that financial resource. And so what what happens is that you find that it's too much of a strain because you're building a business and at the same time you're worrying about bills. Yeah. So one of the numbers, one things I would say, make sure that you plan correctly and you plan strategically so you know how your bills at least for six months are going to be taken care of because most businesses do not show a profit within 18 months. A few do, some do, and especially if you come come from the offline world moving to the online world and you already have a following, it is possible. 
to start showing a profit, but most businesses don't show a profit and be fully sustainable for at least 18 months. Conservatively, many persons will tell you three to five years. But with, yes. a, with a solopreneur business, you can show a profit earlier. But it takes some of the stress away from you if you plan in a way that it is that you're able to sustain yourself without depending on your new business. So that's the number one thing I would say. The second okay. thing is the second one that I would definitely is back. It's something that I speak with the women that I mentor and co- coach. You need a business plan. It does not have to be a 50-page business plan, but you need to have a plan that guides you. That's going to be like your guide on the path to make sure that you're staying on the path, you know what your ultimate vision is, and then you're going to be able to create the goals that are going to take you to that vision, to the end of the rainbow, as it were, whether it's one year three years, five years, ten years, whatever it is, you must know where it is you want to go. And having that business plan, it doesn't matter if it's a one-pager, a two-pager, but something that's going to guide you. And even if you're not in, you don't have a complete business plan, but at least have a marketing plan, who are your customers going to be? Um, How are you going to find them? How are you going to, what is your message going to be? In the because. What I will emphasize the fact is that if you don't have customers, it doesn't ha- matter how pretty your place is if you're going to set up a brick-and-mortar place, and it, or if you're having working from home, it doesn't matter how many business cards you order and stage, fancy stationery you order. If you don't have customers, you don't have a business. That is so, so true. The first thing is, <laughs> I just want to add to that, if I could interject because I'm smiling. Um, it does. You said it doesn't matter how many um, business cards you order, and Yvonne, it doesn't matter how many business cards we hand out if we don't have customers <laughs> or clients. That's right. Does it? No, That's not right. at all. Not at all. Not at all. You know, I well, remember working with someone take, who's. Hmm, go ahead. I'm going to take a. We're going to take a commercial break, and we'll be right back. So hold that thought, Yvonne. Okay. Shackley, known as the number one natural nutrition company in the U.S., recently released a nutritional system that is the best, most comprehensive in the world. If you've been thinking about upgrading your nutritional program, whether weight, sports, or a basic plan, what are you waiting for? Visit zen.myshackley.com or call Z at 650-741-4137 to learn more. That's 650-741-4137. Ask for Z and let Shackley help you meet your goals naturally, guaranteed. Shackley, known as... Okay, we're back. And so let's pick up where we left off, Yvonne. You're t- we were saying, rounding it out by saying if we don't have our base, customers, clients, in some cases patients, uh, we don't really have a business, do we? That's right. And that is why it's so important, this would be my final tip, is that you know who you're going to serve. You must know who you're going to serve so that your message can be directed to those persons. And it doesn't make sense planning a business, setting up a business where you think that people certain people want something without finding out if they really need it. 
And the truth is that sometimes people will want things and they will, you will ask and they say, oh, yes, but are they willing to pay for it? There again is a difference. Because there's Absolutely. some things that people will not pay for. And so if that's what you're going to be building your business on, then it's not going to succeed. So there's so many little things that need to pay, you need to pay attention to when you're thinking of starting a business. And as I said the last time, starting a business is not for the faint-hearted. However, it can be very rewarding if it's done correctly. And on that note, um, we're going to take another about another five or minutes or so, but I want to ask you to go ahead. For You gave some very... Uh, very essential tips and questions for people to ask themselves. And I know uh, everyone will have access to this uh, conversation in the end, but if someone wanted to get in touch with you to pursue this further based on uh, what you have shared with them, please let us know now, both your phone number and your website if you'd like. I have it in the information for the episode, but maybe someone – just doesn't have access to that at the moment and maybe can jot down your contact information. So please feel free to share whatever you want to share. Sure. Thank you. In terms of my phone number, my phone number is 772-342-1034. And I'll repeat it. It's the area code 772-342-1034. My email address is Yvonne, Y-V-O-N-N-E, at YvonneAJones.com. And my website is 50, the number 50, andwisercoaching.com. And I have lots of information on my blog that I invite your listeners to take a look at. And please reach out to me, and I am happy to speak with you. If you have questions, if you're thinking about starting a business or you have started a business but you find that there are some things, you believe that there's something missing, let's have a conversation. There is absolutely no obligation, and I'm happy to do this with you. And I would just like to um, add to what Yvonne has said about that. And ladies, you know, we – we tend to be very conversational with each other, but for some reason I've noticed over the years that I've had my business that sometimes women seem to shy away from discussing issues or problems that they're having with their business. And here you have a huge source of not only information but willingness to speak into your lives and to share uh, her experiences and uh, help you help me with any issue that might be at hand. And so please take this opportunity. I know, Yvonne, you had said, and I know I might be going off on a tangent, but you had said at one point in today's episode that you noticed the women around you and how they were being treated. And it wasn't happening to you, but I think in some, to some degree that you took the step that you did, not only because you didn't want it to happen to you, but because of the sisterhood element, it was happening to you, you know? If oh, I mean, absolutely. 
Yes, absolutely. Because it angered me. It angered me, even though it wasn't happening to me. I felt their pain. I felt their, you know, it angered me to see people being treated like that unnecessarily. And it also, I felt their pain. So it was as if I took it on, and that was why. I made that decision. Yes, the, book, the at the back of my mind was like, when is it going to happen to me? But that was not was not what propelled me initially. It was just that I couldn't stand to see. I hated seeing it. I hated going there anymore because yes. of what I know was on a day to day basis. Yes, and we as women, if we stand shoulder to shoulder, I mean that in and of itself makes us a winner. And if I see you. As I and treat you as I want to be treated, and as I deserve to be treated, that in itself as well, because you know I'm a part of me is in you, a part of of, of you is in me, and we can really just move mountains if we start to have more and more of this attitude. I know we're it's growing in some in some arenas, but in others it is not. And so, women, again, please don't let your age stop you. And suppose somebody is 30, do you, would you talk to that person, even though she is not 50 and wiser? Absolutely. <laughs> I, would, I speak to anyone I speak with men. It's just that um, you have a target mark or you have a niche, and that's my niche, but it doesn't mean I exclude anyone because people need think- advice too. And as, a, as we, as we, older women, because that's what we are, quite bluntly, as older women, we have a lot of knowledge and experience that we can share with the younger people. And I encourage all women who are in our age group, the 50 and the wiser group, to share your knowledge and then help to empower other women to bring them up to where you are so that they don't have to make the same mistakes that we made. Excellent. And so I think this is a good place to end. Next time, which would be May 16th, our topic will have to do with how to have more fun, focus, and profit. And initially, when Yvonne and I spoke, we thought that that might be our last, but I'd like to come back one more week um, to do a roundup of sorts, to maybe take pieces from each of these or one of these or whatever it might be to open it up to Um, those who might want to come and ask questions, and please, if you're listening, please do not hesitate to to call in during the broadcast. We can be reached at 646-716-8344, and Yvonne will be glad to address any question that you ask. And I know if she doesn't know the answer, she'll find the answer out for you. So you said it note, so well. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, Yvonne and I are going to say farewell for this evening, and May 16th, we will return. And before tonight, you go, Zenobia, I just want to say thank you very much for having me on the call tonight again. It has been my highest pleasure. And so together, we're going to say Farewell. Yvonne, you can tell them farewell and give them your number once again. All right, everybody. Have a fantastic evening. And my number again is 772-342-1034. Have a great evening. Good night.